This spring, flooding in the Midwest captured the nation's attention. As America's heartland turned into a swamp, farmers saw fertile ground become completely inaccessible, stored grain was destroyed, and infrastructure was crumbling. Despite the months that have passed, water is still standing and many farmers are left questioning, how will they continue a generations-long farming legacy? Today, I'm joined by a group of crop insurance experts to help producers answer that very question. Ruth Gertis, the president of Auburn Agency, crop insurance is a pillar in that industry. Ruth has been in the business for over 30 years and provides services to more than 1,800 farmers in the Midwest. Ruth is accompanied by her business partner, Kent Fisher of Rockport, Missouri, Liz Brueggemann, an agent from Auburn, Nebraska, and Michael Smith, the CEO of Armtech Insurance Services. Immediately following the torrential downpour in the Midwest, this group hit the ground running to help farmers access the risk management tools available to them through federal crop insurance. Today, Ruth will share how her agency responded to the disaster and the role crop insurance agents play to guide farmers through inclement weather. It's been quite a year. Uh, in 40 years of living and working in Southeast Nebraska, I've never seen anything like it. Our windows to plant were short. Uh, there were no ideal conditions. And our farmers are struggling to try and figure out what comes next. Uh, we've got 48 breaches in the levee from Omaha to St. Joe. We're very concerned about what next year looks like. We can do a lot with these farmers this year through crop insurance and luckily, the majority of our farmers had purchased buyout coverage on their prevent plant. So we've got them in a good position. The things that were shocking uh, that we need to work on in crop insurance is covering 2018 grain that we literally had hours to evacuate families from homes, their, their equipment, uh, and there was not time, nor were there the road structure. The roads were so bad at this point that there was no way to get semis in and out to get that grain out. So it's proven to be a challenging year. Amazing. I, I've seen these pictures. Liz, I, I think, in fact, you actually took a lot of these, these videos from a boat traveling over fields that you normally insure, and, and it's just amazing. It's pretty harrowing to see how far the water has expanded with no exit route. It's so sad. I know the news, the national news covered this in a big way in April, but it's still there, isn't it? I mean, this is this is not subsided, has it? No, I, <clears throat> that's the problem with my farmers that typically an optimistic group seems to be getting beat down with the uncertainty of, of what's going to happen for next year and then uh, if they'll even be able to farm next year. Uh, able to get to the farms. Yeah. They're still not able to to go check things out. They can't physically get there. Yeah. It is, it's, it's depressing. So what I love about this group is y'all embody this, this kind of army of people there to try and uh, help out, come alongside these farmers in the worst situations. Just tell me this, Ruth. I mean, I, I, I find it pretty interesting that a CEO of a major billion dollar insurance company is sitting at this table right now and working closely with you. Michael, you've been to Ruth's office, right? I mean, is this, is this, a, you're in the insurance world, I'm not, but is it an unusual thing to have, have a CEO of your insurance company 
actually come and work alongside you to help these farmers out? It's not an unusual thing in the, in the context of how we operate. Uh, and, and I think that as an agency, we work very hard before we ever place business with an AIP to let them know these are the things that we need from you. And we're delighted. Uh, we already have paid 2019 prevent claims. We had several farmers get checks last week. The end of last week, we'll have more get checks this week. That's a testament to all of the years of work that, that Michael Smith and his team has given us. And I wouldn't be able to sit here today in Washington, D.C., if Michael had not sent three employees to staff my office. Isn't that remarkable? It is remarkable how you can actually really work as a team and, and in such a seamless manner where your farmers are comfortable with it. We had some very unique needs, and we will have more unique needs as we go forward. Kent, you talked about last night about people not even being able to assess the damage because there's still water on that. Right, and it's going to be till probably November, December, maybe longer if the breaches can't be repaired. It's unbelievable. So let's talk a little bit about the farmers because you, you guys serve a role of financial advisor, risk management specialist, counselor at times, I'm sure. Um, what is the mood out there? Obviously, it's been a tough now some crop has been planted on the highest ground in, in your area. Prices are elevating a little bit, but, but uh, due to the supply disruption that we're seeing, but just give us a sense of, of the mood of farmers, the type of conversations you've had to have this spring. The biggest conversations began when the 2018 uh, grain was, was flooded. Uh, and there was such consternation amongst farmers in that position. Yeah, so these were the bursted bins, right? The bursted the bins, yeah. right. The, those, are, those conversations were eye-opening to me because there's no private policy that the farmer can buy to cover that grain in the bin. And, and I hope we learn from this, and as an industry, develop something that we can cover grain for flood. We wouldn't want to cover out of condition or something of that nature, but I think we've got an opportunity as an industry to step up even more. We've had an awful lot of good years, but now we're in a declining market price-wise. We've got issues going on with trade, all of the things that affect what the farmer puts in his pocket at the end of the year. And we as an industry need to be responsive to that. Farmers are appreciative of, of crop insurance and the robust crop insurance program that we have. They certainly appreciate when they have a prevent plant claim in 2019 and we sit here June 20th and they've already been paid for the 2019 loss. I think that shows the power of the private industry and why we need that public-private relationship. Yeah, I love that. So you are already settling some claims, getting some uh, uh, money into farmers' pockets. Always uh, the, the challenge in farming is, is maintaining some cash flow, but you all take that seriously, don't you, Michael? We do. So our adjusters, as soon as we receive a notice of loss for preventive planning, we 
that that kicks off the process for us. So, you know, we as soon as we can, we get out in the field and our adjusters are determining the acres that were prevented from planting. And then all that is done by the time we get the acreage report in. So, the, you know, the biggest acreage reporting date is July 15th. If our adjuster has already been out there and done his field work and taken his pictures, then as soon as that acreage report comes in, then we can pay the claim. So it's so critical, you know, and obviously there are other things going on. We have, uh, you know, a Congress just passed a disaster bill, which I think we would all say was uh, needed and warranted for things like these busted bins and, and the exceptional preventive planning. Ruth, and you're, Ruth, you're getting the opportunity to talk before Congress today and, and talk about the needs and what can be done to help farmers. It's really, it's a unique opportunity. It's a credit to you that, that you were asked and, and, uh, and grateful that y'all are you're giving us a little time on on, uh, on groundwork this morning. But what are some of the things that you want to tell them about about how crop insurance has and can do better even in the future uh, of meeting these needs of, uh, of the farmers? Well, I think there you need to start from the standpoint of what's good about crop insurance. Why do we have a robust program? It's real and it's bankable. You can take your crop insurance coverage to the banker and get a loan. It, it's affordable. It's a good value for the farmer. You know, it's a cost share, not a subsidy. That farmer doesn't get a check from the government. He has to put money out. So it's really a benefit both to the taxpayer and to the farmer. Um, thirdly, the crop insurance does leverage the farmer's resources. Uh, that's critical. It has allowed them, and we've really seen it the last four or five years, um, where they can make a better investment in seed and technology. We've had an explosion of technology. So, uh, Liz, you're the young gun in, in the firm, in this crop insurance agency. What, what are you bringing to the table there? One thing I really enjoy doing is working with our producers and encouraging them to use the technology they already have. We've even recently gotten some producers that have been with Ruth in the agency for almost 30 years now, recently switched over to Precision Ag. Um, it's, it's provided a lot of benefits to them, especially in years like this. So how we like to use it with Prevent Plant is their boundaries haven't changed from last year to this year. So say a farmer got out there and was able to part to plant 75% of the field. Well, we can now cut through his GPS that came out of his planter we can now cut out that prevent plant hole and get that farmer paid much quicker, even if that field has become inaccessible at this point. I've seen these maps and they are remarkable. Mm -hmm. uh, and that technology didn't make it easy. And honestly, you know, I, having someone like you to help kind of walk through that process is, is gold. We're all, we all see all this technology that's out there and mapping technology, but having someone to kind of lead through it uh, and that, that's one of the functions that crop insurance agents serve, right? Right. And I can't say I know everything about precision ag, but I have noticed that, I don't know if it's my age, but I am much better at Googling things <laughs> than a lot of our producers. So I'm pretty good at getting on YouTube and finding instructional videos and pamphlets and stuff to help the producers on how to record their planting properly and how to export that data. Um, but one of the more, I guess I would call it heartwarming things I've heard this year, is a client was out pulling pivot pumps before the water was about to hit their fields and he thanked us for all the hard work we do for them because at this point, or at that point, excuse me, 
he felt like crop insurance was the only consistent part of his operation. But what this year has shown us that we need to do is look at where can we do better. If we always strive to be a little bit better every day in crop insurance, we will meet our farmers' needs. These farmers are amazingly resilient. They, they are. I mean, you talk about a work ethic. It's why I know for me, I know for y'all, y'all embody this amazing delivery system in crop insurance, but it makes it a real honor to get to work for and advocate for farmers because you know they're, they're good for it. I mean, there is not a harder working, more humble, faithful, um, uh, noble group of, of people that do it enormous good for our nation uh, as a whole. I mean, anytime that we can provide coverage and provide a better safety net for our farmers, uh, I think that's what we should do. That, that's the heart of it. Uh, I, so there's there's work to be done. I love the fact that y'all are thinking creatively about how to do even better. We need to wrap this up. I, I want to end today with a quote from Nick Shearer, an Iowa grower who was recently interviewed with Successful Farming. He said, the way the community came together is amazing. One half of the town was underwater, but people didn't wait. They dropped their own needs to help others. Helping others is exactly how agriculture is going to survive this latest challenge. Ruth, on behalf of all of us, Michael, Liz, Ken, thank you for helping others. That does it for this episode of Groundwork. Be sure to check out other episodes and interesting stories at farmpolicyfacts.com. I'm Tom Sell.